0: Hello, welcome to Locked In. You're in the Dining Room Studio with Dave. It is Wednesday night. I am home alone. I just have Ruby, our Greyhound, who is... Uh, I can't recommend Greyhounds highly enough. So she's coming up to her second birthday. Not a Greyhound podcast, but I do have a Greyhound. And she, she's she been amazing. we got a small-ish two-bedroom, one-bathroom with a like sort of a unit-type setup, outdoor, little outdoor area. Can't recommend her enough. She's amazing. No real issues. So if you're in the market looking to rescue a dog, we got through Gap, a uh, little plug there. But this isn't a Greyhound podcast. The other thing, just seeing as we're completely off topic, you know, get to know your podcaster. Playing Apex Season 4 is out on PlayStation and all the other platforms. I'm a big Apex fan, so if you're in the mood to play Apex and talk Supercoach, happy to jump on for a few games every night. Love a bit of Apex. Or any other video game, for that matter. Drop your gamer tags for the 25 people that listen to this podcast. Anyway, I wanted to... Really, not a long one tonight. As much as I'd love to sit here and and uh, listen to the sound of my own voice. wanted to quickly touch on structure because I'm getting excited. Everybody should be getting excited. Marsh Community Series, JLT, ANSET Cup is coming. I think the 20th of Feb is the first game. We're going to get our first look at all of these players, the ones that we've been flipping and changing and speculating and talking and debating and saying derogatory things about all the way through this whole sort of three, by that time it will almost be three months of of lead-up-ish. We're there and we get to start to see these guys, their positions, their potential outputs. But what I wanted to sort of, it was a bit of a word of, Maybe a word of warning, word of advice for, for maybe some of the newer players. And that's, you've probably fiddled around with your team so much now and you get to a point where you can only ingest so much information and take so much advice about the players, et etc. et cetera. I guess the thing that you don't want to to ruin your season is, is structure. And structure is almost as important as the players you select the players you select sure there there are going to be they're going to be a deciding element in how successful or unsuccessful your your team is but the difference between having 5 primos in the midfield versus 6 or having 3 primos in defense versus 2 whatever it may be those are the decisions that really ultimately are probably going to decide your season so getting that structure right more so in the lead-up into round one after the teams have dropped for uh, Wednesday for the Carlton-Richmond game and then Thursday for the rest of the week. Really, you need to be ready to be flexible and a little bit fluid in, in your decision-making and not be bolted down to to your structure as it currently stands you might be happy with how it looks and it may be ideally if selections went your way, it might be a really good side, but you need to be flexed because we never know what selection curve balls are going to get thrown up on the Wednesday and the Thursday. So right now I currently, my team is, is quite thin in defense and in the forward line because I'm kind of operating under the assumption that we're going to have one of those lines is going to be really fruitful in its rookie stocks and its sort of mid prices. So the Stephen Hill, as you've seen, I'm a huge fan of Cam Rainer uh, and Dylan Robinson's running around. So I feel like one of these lines is going to offer us up the opportunity or certainly me the opportunity to have a sixth premium midfielder. So I currently have McRae, Fife, Kelly, Cripps, and Dunkley, and I really, I know those five guys or those six guys can and danger. Sorry, those six guys can certainly change. Uh, There's a couple of obviously I'm Kelly and Fife, uh, Kelly more so huge risks, but I'm really keen on having some real depth in the midfield this year, some real scoring power because I think. The odds of me nailing the forward line and back line mid-prices, I'd much rather wait and see and lock the rookies into my team straight away. It's a little bit of a risk. I mean, everything we do is a risk. Everything we do is calculated, but that's how I'm sort of operating. The other assumption I've got at the moment is that Max Gorn won't play. So I've got Riley O'Brien in my R2 spot right now. But again, if he bounces back and it's not a... five, six, seven-week injury, and it's a two-week injury, then I need to be prepared to put him back in in R2, which will probably cost me one of those midfield spots, which will then in turn give me some cash to invest back into a premium defender or a premium forward. So I guess what I'm saying is be be prepared to be flexible. And as much as you probably are happy with your side right now, that's certainly going to change... Dramatically, probably (laughs) like most people daily, but more so, it's going to change, and you need to be prepared to cut players that maybe you really like purely based on structure, and and that can be tough because you may really like a guy, but he may be third in line, and he might have to go just so you're structurally sound come round one, because you really need to be able to maximize your cash generation and your points output. And I guess this is different for people that depending on your goal for this year, I think in one of my early, early, early podcasts, it's sort of talked about the first thing you really need to identify is what your goal is, whether that is an overall win or whether that's a, a league win. And I think certainly if you're going for, if you're going for the 50 Gs, I think you ultimately probably need to take a little bit more risk. And if you're going for, a league win. You can play it a little bit safer. Cash generation and saving your trades, super important in terms of the league wins. There have been a couple, uh, couple spring to mind, super coaches that have won it, that have had no trades in the last handful of weeks. But I super lucky, well prepared, but you probably aren't going to win your league if you don't have trades up your sleeve going into the finals. So very different directions and very different structures to begin with. So, I think identifying what your outcome is this year, maybe running a second team, not that I'm suggesting that, uh, through another email address slash your wife, or doing, yeah, so identifying what, what your outcome is, your ultimate outcome is for your, for your team this year. And then basically going from there and being flex, be ready to be fluid and dynamic and all of those business cliches. But that's about it in terms of structure. I'm I'm super excited for the Marsh Community JLT and set cup and and to get a look at some of these guys. I put a tweet out earlier sort of talking about the top top five guys I'm super keen to see run around. And I mean, ultimately, probably not a lot of change in the last half an hour or hour since I've put that out. But yeah, really excited to see Camarena. I think of all players, he is probably the one I am most hyped about for this year. I can't I can't believe he's not getting talked about more. For a guy who, number one draft pick, he's basically a Dustin Martin clone and he's played all 44 games in his first two years regular season. He's about to get, surely about to get released into the midfield for big spurts this year. And I think... He's gonna be the topic of huge conversation after their first JLT Marsh Community Series set Cup game. He will be on in everybody's team. He's gonna put up like a hundred, spend half the time in the midfield, and everybody's gonna be talking about him. So I can't wait to see him. Aiden Bonner, I think, pretty standard, and Matt Rao too. Really, just want to see what their roles are, and, and can Matt Rao do what Sam Walsh did, or even close to mirror it. And the last ones, yeah, I threw Tom Mitchell in there because I think man, maybe people sleeping on him a little bit, he's still in a pretty big chunk of teams. I think it was fourteen percent or something last time I looked, obviously, if he's anywhere near hundred percent, depending on his leg, he's a huge, huge watch and one that will certainly he he would if he is a hundred percent, he would make his way into my team pretty quickly, probably at the expense of. <laughs> I don't know, Fife, Kelly, I don't know. Man, this is going to be hard. Uh, and Tim English, who we all know I am madly in love with. And then, yeah, Connor Blakely. I think there are a host of those Frio guys that I could have put in, in there. I could have put Brayshaw, keen to see Chera as well. But Blakely the one that I think probably holds maybe the most talent slash upside for... For his position too I am mean, keen. I'd love to have him Maybe in D3 That would be pretty Pretty sexy uh, And then yeah There's a whole bunch of other guys Page Came back and said uh, Obviously keen to see Lipinski Completely agree on Lipinski Warple Wingard and Dagoe Are two really interesting ones I haven't really considered Either, uh, either of them I think they're guys I would probably wait to see a pretty significant uh, batch of form before I decided to chuck them in my team and, and Dylan Robin who's probably a bit of a no brainer. And I think he's more of a, a good news story. If he does get up, that would be fantastic for him. He certainly, certainly deserves it. I wanted to do the first, first time I've ever done this uh, because it's the first time it's ever happened. But bit of a shout out to uh, Supercoacher, Crypto281 on Twitter, uh, who hey, this is the first piece of feedback I've I've had. Uh, my wife's given me plenty of feedback <laughs> on, on how much she loves the podcast, but uh, shout out to Crypto281, said he loves the potties, really appreciate it, mate. I mean, I, I probably don't realize... I really I really I just I do it because I love talking about Supercoach but uh it's great to know that uh there's at least one person out there that uh enjoys listening to me ramble on about Supercoach. So thanks for that mate, appreciate it. Uh that was on Twitter, so hit him up on Twitter. He's uh seems like a really good dude. So thanks for thanks for that, bud. Um yeah, on all the platforms, Facebook, Twitter, the I'm not even going to bother mentioning them. Uh, Come and uh, say hi, and that's about it. And what am I doing? It's like ten fifteen. I've still got more. I'm I'm up working too, which is even, even more interesting. I'm trying to squeeze in work, but then super coach, but then video games. It's like ah, uh, uh, it's nice to be able to work this late though. Like all about flexible work, guys. If you've got the opportunity, definitely flexible work is uh, is is keeping me uh, keeping me engaged at the moment. Anyway, I will leave it there. There's not really a whole lot else. So I would love to talk more. I don't know if it's worth me diving into players or lines or you want me to talk about my team. I just want, I want more. I want, I want to keep talking and put out more content, but I give, can't keep talking about the same shit every podcast. I will come up with interesting things to say and uh, I will do my best to provide entertaining content. Anyway, have a good Thursday evening. I'll uh, I'll see what I can put together for maybe a oh, sorry Wednesday evening. I'll see what I can put together for a maybe Thursday Friday weekend podcast. Come up with some spice and uh, throw some takes out there that are a little bit interesting. Uh, anyway, hit me with your questions if you've got any anything you want me to talk about. Other than that, have a good night and uh, yeah, chuck us your gamer tags. I'm probably going to jump on Apex probably now. Maybe I'll do some work. I'll do work just in case anybody from work's listening. I'll do some work and then I'll jump on Apex. Have a good night, everybody. Speak to you soon.